On this episode of the B-Side, we're going to be talking about the merger. Welcome to the B-Side, a Blessed Hope podcast where we turn over the sermon notes and answer those lingering questions. Hey everybody, welcome to the B-Side. I am Vince, as always, and I'm joined by Pastor Matt, and we have two guests. The first quadruple person B-Side podcast. They're looking at me like I'm crazy, but we have uh, Pastor Dave Condry from Revolution Church, and we have our own Malia Lee, who is also awesome, but yeah. So we're excited. We're going to be talking about uh, the merger. If you were at church this last Sunday, we announced that. Both churches announced it the same Sunday. Um, does somebody want to kind of explain real quick what we mean when we say merger? Yeah, I mean, I think we... We just mean uh, two churches that are existing and even thriving and doing ministry in the community, um, knowing that, hey, if we were to come together and share resources, um, that we could do even more and even better for the kingdom. And so when we say merger, we say, hey, two churches that exist becoming one church that exists and thrives and, and ministers in this community and in the surrounding communities. And, and uh, yeah, so that's what we're talking about. Yeah, so we'll just kind of go around the horn and we'll ask the question, why are you excited about this? Because if, if we weren't excited about this as leadership, I guarantee you we wouldn't present it to the congregation. So if we can just kind of go around, we'll start with Malia. And, and why are you excited about the idea of this merger? Um, I am excited about the ways that we can uh, be reaching the people in our community. Uh, It's kind of a no-brainer for me. I don't see how we can lose with this. Um, Not only does it show a watching community uh, that two churches can can come together for a common reason, uh, but... I'm also excited uh, just for the the little amount that I know Pastor David, um, you know, to have his strengths that he brings to the table and, and how that's going to just do so much for the ministry that, that we're trying to do. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I've got a lot of reasons that I'm excited, Vince, but before we share them, can we sing happy birthday to, to Pastor David? Because he turns 40 today. Whoa. Yeah. It's a heck of a midlife crisis. It is. It is. <laughs> and while I appreciate the sentiment, I don't, I don't really know if I want to hear happy birthday. You don't want me to happy, sing happy, happy birthday. birthday. That's a hard song to <laughs> it, sing. It's happening. I mean, I would appreciate all the people listening to stay on listening. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. We can, we'll, we'll sing happy birthday after. After oh, we turn. Okay, okay, but we yeah. can't forget. We won't. All right. I just, where's the cake? There's no cake. <laughs> Cake isn't keto. <laughs> so I tell you what, I'm sorry. I don't know if people need to listen in while we have this conversation, but um, I think Malia's points are great, and I'm I'm excited about this merger for for a couple of different reasons. And and there's one foundational reason that drives me as a pastor that I think I know I know it's in in David's heart as well, um, and and the leadership at both churches. And I hell is real. Mm-hmm. And people that I love are going there. 
unless they have a life-changing encounter with the gospel of Jesus Christ. There is no other plan. There is no other way. There is no other thing that can save. There is no name under heaven that saves except for Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. He is the way, the truth, the life. Nobody gets to God except through him. And because of that reality, I think we need to do anything we possibly can to leverage everything that God has given us to reach people with the gospel. And when I think about Revolution Church, four minutes away from us, Mm -hmm. who has a similar philosophy, a similar mission, a similar vision, and they're so similar in proximity, and the work that they're doing to reach people with the gospel and the work I know we're doing to reach people with the gospel, that ultimately what happens is we end up competing with each other, not on purpose, Mm-hmm. But we end up competing with each other because we're trying to help our churches thrive. Yeah. And so, you know, we're trying to figure out how to have small group ministry that reaches into the community. And they're trying to figure out how to have small group ministry that reaches into the community. And we're, we're getting, you know, a couple inches deep. But if we could start to pool our, our resources, our, um, our, our financial resources, our space resources, our human resources, we could cover the same ground and we could get a whole lot deeper. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just excited about not competing with revolution, but partnering with them so that we can reach more and more people with the gospel because hell is real and, and it's terrible and people are going there. There's tons of reasons I could list on, you know, why I'm excited about it. And as I was sitting here listening and agreeing with everything that was said so far, one of the thoughts that kept going through my head was, many times we speak of a church. You know, this is, you know, my church or this is the church I attend and and we speak of a church. Uh, This is exciting to consider and to think about because this is really addressing the church right? It's, it's mm-hmm. not these individual, conver- you know, it's, it's Christ church. It's all Christ church. It's any, any place that's gathering of believers together and, and worshiping him and glorifying him and being used by him. It's his church. And, you know, one of the things, again, that was going through my head was I kind of processed this a little bit is uh, I grew up in this town. Um, and, and I remember going all through school in this, in, in Vinton and uh, kind of feeling alone in, in my faith, Mm-hmm. and feeling kind of isolated with my faith because we attended church outside of the community. And I remember how uh, just, I thought it was crazy. All of a sudden, a few years after school, I start finding out there's people in my own grade that are becoming pastors. And mm-hmm. I kind of sat there going like, oh my goodness, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? The entire time I'm in school struggling with my faith and struggling you know, to, to kind of figure out what it's all about. I had other people in my very class mm-hmm. that I didn't even know you were Christian. You know, so when I think about that kind of stuff in a small community, sometimes I kind of, I get excited about it because it's like, man, why is not the community served when all Christians come together and say, we're going we're gonna to reach this community for Christ. We're, we're mm-hmm. doing this together. And again, that, that can be done as two separate uh, healthy churches, but at the same time, echoing what Pastor Matt said is, you know, it, how much more powerful can we be united if that's what Christ is leading us to? Mm-hmm. And, and amazingly just realizing like, wow, there's even a bigger church family that we have in a mm-hmm. community that we can support each other and love one another, work together, strive together, you know, be united together. Um, so it's just exciting to think about that, this, the impact and the way it's going to communicate to uh, just Vinton itself and the surrounding areas. I mean, this is so much bigger than just one town, mm-hmm. it, you know, so it's exciting. Yeah, I, I think for me, I, I didn't grow up in the church, but... It's kind of that situation where I didn't grow up in the church, but I grew up with a lot of stereotypes about the church. 
you know that that they they're hypocritical and they don't they don't get along with each other and they're always fighting over things that don't matter and and for me somebody who didn't grow up in the church I just think like how great of a picture that would have been for me as a teenager how great of a picture that would have been for my family to see wait there's two different churches that aren't fighting and not only are they not fighting they're coming together as one for the community for the express purpose of the community that I live in um, this isn't just like a, oh, hey, we're like really good friends and let's, let's hang out more. This is, we are really good friends and we want to hang out more, but this isn't primarily for us. This is primarily for this kingdom, for God's kingdom and for this community. Good point. Because we understand that, you know, roughly there are about 3,500 people in a, this town of 5,000 that don't go to church. And that's not even to mention of the 1,500 that don't that they they think they're in but they they kind of lays potato chip in it right they're just kind of like sitting on the couch and, and and being lazy in their faith and for them to to see a, a purposeful movement for god's kingdom in their community i i just i gotta believe that that matters and, and god's gonna use that um and so i mean there's a lot of other things but that's what excites me about it is that this is not a selfish thing or a look at us thing that this is a hey we want to come together for you for the people that are not in our buildings already and i think i think that is such a critical point vince i'm glad you bring it up that yeah this is about us but it's not about us Mm-hmm. Right, like, like this involves all of us. We need all of the, the congregation at Blessed Hope and all of the congregation at, at Revolution to get on board and get excited and understand what we're trying to do. But in the same time we get excited and understand what we're trying to do, we understand that whatever we do, we're not doing for ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's all for the community. And that's such a great way to, to frame it and think about it because, man, there are so many people that need to be reached. And, and that's the heart of what we're about. And so there's no way around that. And I, I think that's just such a critical thing for people to understand. And with that image in front of us, when you, when you kind of think about it is, again, we're not talking about becoming a 250 person church or 300. The image you just gave is our intention, all of our intentions is should should be to be a church of 3,500 plus, meaning yeah. there's that many people that are out there that don't know Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, so it's not a let's fill our, our sanctuaries or call let's, you know, and call it a, yeah, like, hey, this is a nice, comfortable number. It's like, no, the intention of any church that's really serving the mission of Jesus is there's 3,500 people. We're not going to be satisfied until we're a 3,500 person plus church because we know we've reached as many, and, and again, some people hear me saying that and saying, well, that's unrealistic. But that doesn't matter. My God's big enough that it, that's in his role. My role is mm-hmm. to strive towards mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, and, and, and that's the way it yeah. is. And I, I think, so the 3,500, uh, I'm, I'm leading the second service research team here. And I just had uh, that, my team read through Acts 1 through 4. And, and in there, the, one of the first times that the gospels preached you know, Jesus is, is gone, and, and they, they preach the gospel, 3,000 people get saved and get added to the church. And, and so I, I understand for some people it's like, wow, like, could, could that really happen in Venton? And it's like, it's already, it already happened in, in Israel. It, it's already happened in, in Asia. It's, already, it, it's already happened. God has already done that. We just got to be faithful to the mission and, and, and do it. 
-hmm. Yeah, and, and I want to be clear, you know, that we're not down. Oh my goodness. I, I just, I, I can picture somebody listening to this and thinking, oh, well, you know, uh, Blessed Hope and Revolution think they're the only churches that know how to do this stuff. No, man, we are not oh, no. saying anything nope. negative about any other churches. Uh, what we're saying is that we understand our mission. And when we look at the mm -hmm. way, the strategies that we use, the way that we do church, the way that you do church at Revolution, and mm -hmm. the fact that we're so close makes this such a perfect marriage mm -hmm. in terms of just partnering together to, to basically to get where each of us is striving to get to through the power of the Holy Spirit separately, to strive together to get there more efficiently mm -hmm. and faster, and so that we can get to people before it's too late because, I mean, those numbers that we talk about, you know, yeah, it's, it's all fine and good to be all like, well, they're just interested in growing a bigger church. No, man, that's not our heart at all. Mm -hmm. no. We're interested in changing lives, saving mm -hmm. lives. We're interested in the mission that God's mm -hmm. given us to get the gospel to everybody that needs to hear it. Yeah. Well, and we've talked about, I mean, at least for the last several months about a different scorecard when it comes to what it, as a church, you know, we could be successful as a church in this town and, and God's kingdom could be losing ground. Mm -hmm. and so we, our scorecard isn't a blessed hope or, or revolution. Our scorecard is the, the kingdom. kingdom. Yeah. And that's kind of like what started our partnership with, with revolution and, and our partnerships with, with Oak Grove and Prairie Creek and, and First Baptist, I mean, that's what started a lot of those partnerships. That's what's going to continue to sustain those partnerships is the understanding that God's kingdom is bigger than our building. It, it, it's bigger than our own community, and it, it's bigger than our comfort zones, and we're okay with that. I, I love the way you said that, that, that blessed hope could be thriving as a church, and yet the kingdom can be losing ground. And I tell you what, there is no way that God looks at us as a church that doesn't embrace and address what's happening in the kingdom and say, hey, well done, church. Mm -hmm. God says, you know what? That's great. You were selfish and you took care of yourself, <laughs> but, but you didn't bother. Mm -hmm. and, and that, boy, that, that really should, I think, sting a little bit if that's our attitude. And so the idea that the kingdom matters more. And we got to put a lot of things to side for that. Like people, people at Revolution Church and at Blessed Hope Church, in order to get this new scorecard, in order to understand what we're talking about, and for them to fully embrace this, this will not be a simple task. Mm -hmm. I mean, identity is going to change. Mm -hmm. The core of who we are won't change. But some of the things that we identify ourselves with are, are going to change. And you know what? That's scary, but ultimately it's exciting because of what it represents uh, and, and what it means. But, but it's going to be hard. You know, you and I are going to have to have to, to put aside some things. Like, like somebody asked me the other day, it's like, was I nervous that, that you know, people from, from Blessed Hope were going to like hearing you preach more than they liked hearing me preach? I'm like, man, they already do. Like, <laughs> I don't. It is what it is. You know? <laughs> you know, I'm like, it I don't know. Maybe, maybe they will. But you know what? Like, if that's what I focus on, yeah. if that's what I focus on, then I'm never going to invite you over here to preach ever. And we're never going to partner with you. And we're never going to care. I'm actually going to want your church to struggle so that my church can grow. And you're going to want Blessed Hope to. I'm like, th that is so ridiculously small minded. And that challenges us to grow, not even individually, but you can take that as an example of a church because maybe as a human nature, we might think those things. Oh, yeah. they might like right. Matt more than me, or they might like David more than me, or, you know, but here's the thing. If that's where we're at right now, this is the thing we have to understand. 
if, if that's a part of us right now, God is not one to kind of sidestep things. Like, no, I'm going to make you face that and deal with that. Yeah, yeah. Because here's the thing. If I'm sitting back worried about Matt is going to get more uh, significance and more respect or whatever than I will, well, then if I'm in that attitude, God's not going to be able to use me even in the church I'm at now. Right. Well, because my attitude isn't right. My heart's not. His glory isn't the focal point, you know. And, and to kind of add to that, I think that everyone is wired differently. And we all respond differently to different teaching styles. And so where someone may not, you know, love the way Matt always does things, they may really respond well to, to David. And so really at the end of the day, that doesn't matter. Like it's as long as those people are being reached. Um, the different teaching styles can only be better, I think. Yeah, but I, and I, I think there, there's just key there. It's it, like you said. It's like God's got to fix those things in us mm-hmm. so that He can use us and and get us where He wants us to be. And the kingdom is important. The kingdom oh. matters. Well, and I think Vince, just to hit on this real fast, is you you mentioned the kingdom is bigger than our comfort zone. And that's important to say, for us to state and talk about, because comfort zone, the kingdom, God wants to blow up our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the biggest key in this. And, and he's been stretching me over the last few years, but just when you think about all the significant people in Scripture that we <laughs> respect and like, oh, I wish I could experience that, God took them out of their comfort zone. And he's just like, Let me, I'm taking you someplace where you, where you never thought you would be. Every day he's giving you, know? you an opportunity, and you're like, oh, exactly. I don't know. And, and I want to stress it that, you know, those at Blessed Hope and those at Revolution, when they heard this on Sunday, you know, it was a moment where you started to maybe get pulled out of your comfort zone. And you can maybe look at Matt and myself or anybody else that maybe the leadership that's been part of this conversation for a while, and you can kind of look at us saying, well, why are you so easy with this? Or why you, you kind of treat it like, like you're having an emotional reaction. We've already had to process through that. We've had to be stretched out of our comfort zone a lot mm-hmm. over the last few months as we've talked about stuff. So, I mean, I, I just want to stress that, that we know what people are going through because we've had to wrestle through our own, wait a minute, God, I don't, I mean, what, does that I, mean? what are you talking about here? Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I just want to encourage people to, to not overreact to that. That's a, it's fine. Mm-hmm. That's where you're at because you just heard it. And yeah. just realize we've had to go through it too. Um, and, and that's one of the reasons why we've committed to moving, even though, listen, I mean, I, I, I hate going slow. Like, I, I don't like it in the car. I don't like it unless I'm walking. I mean, I'll walk slow, but, but, but I hate going slow because once I, you know, the way my brain works is, is again, I know people are dying every day and I know people are dying without the gospel every day. And so once, once something happens where I'm like, okay, Man, I understand that this is a direction that, that God has put on our hearts that will help us get um, and reach people and get there faster, and th- that I want to be there. Um, mm-hmm. And so my natural inclination is to say, hey, why haven't we done it yet? Mm-hmm. But in this instance, we have committed to moving slowly for exactly, David, the reason that you're talking about, so that people can catch up to where we are without us having to drag. We definitely want to lead. Mm-hmm. with excitement and we want them to get there but but we don't want to have to drag people because we're moving too fast that's why this is a slow process and we've got these vision meetings mm-hmm. coming up i know you've got some at your church we've got a couple scheduled uh for people to ask their questions and and hear why we are so excited and and to share their concerns so that we can process them all yep. yeah and i think it it it's always interesting to me, like, who people's, like, go-to person is uh, on a church staff or, like, an elder board to talk to. But, um, I mean, I'd just be interested in, like, Malia, 
people who have concerns, what, what would you say to people who are like, they're, they're in that, ah, I'm out of my comfort zone, I'm not sure, um, what would you, what encouragement would you give them? Hashtag check your heart. <laughs> Just kidding. Gonna... <laughs> wow. Did you, no. that's, you just John Christed it right I there. Did. Um, <laughs> you know, just to take some time to, you know, not only process and think about it, but to, to be in very serious prayer. You know, consider uh, maybe fasting also mm. as well. Like, this is a huge deal, and it, it's not a decision that uh, – we should make, and I don't want to say selfishly, but kind of, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not about us as individuals or even about us necessarily as individual churches. You know, we need to be thinking bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, that, that is so good that it, it the, the, the advice to, to not make this decision selfishly, because I, I mean, I could think I could do that too, you know, and, and I could, could say, well, uh, my the way the it's going to start to look, the, my preferences, and uh, and I, I get them, I get put myself in front of God's kingdom, and I'm going to get run over by God's kingdom. But I mean, we can't make this a selfish decision, um, yeah. Regardless, change of, is scary. I get mm-hmm. that, but. Well, especially since we you are... have to move soon. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I think if we are really kingdom focused and really focused on reaching people that need Jesus. Uh, this is just a no brainer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys got any, anything else you want to uh, talk about a question you might want to throw out well, to the group? I, I might just add, add to, to what Malia's saying there about, about a way that, that I might encourage people to process as they have concerns. Um, and I, I know that, that David and I talked about this a lot as we prepared documents and got ready to share things, and I know our, our leadership teams did as well, that those concerns don't scare us. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if people are, are feeling like, well, you know, I've got some concerns and I've got some things and questions and things I want to know, but, but I don't want to ask because I don't want it to seem like I'm being hard to get along with. Oh, my goodness. You know, I want you to ask. We want to hear from you because it's those concerns I'm not saying that, that concerns are going to scare us away from this, mm-hmm. but it's those concerns that drive our conversation as leadership teams. Mm-hmm. And so as our leadership teams process those concerns, that sharpens us. It either gets us to a point um, where we say, man, the concerns are too much. We have to walk away. I don't anticipate. Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't anticipate that being the case because we've done a lot of legwork to mm-hmm. get here dealing with concerns and making sure that this makes sense. And, and we both feel the spirit moving. Mm-hmm. Our teams feel the spirit moving. So I, I, I don't see that being the case, but it might. God might use those to say, hey, you guys haven't thought this through. Mm-hmm. But I think more realistically, for me anyway, I, I see those concerns, genuine, legitimate concerns as an opportunity for our leadership teams to sharpen one another mm-hmm. and to make sure that everything we're about and that everything we're doing is kingdom focused mm-hmm. and it's for God's glory and it's for the movement of things. And so I, I just, you know, I don't want people to think, oh, well, my concerns won't matter anyway. Yes, they will absolutely matter. Yeah. And we need to hear them. Yep. Yeah, I think of, of like my car and, and when I'm driving, you know, if, if the sensors in my car were so concerned about not being hard to get along with, 
you know, then all of a sudden I'm, I'm riding around on flat tires or all of a sudden my, my engine blows because it, it, it didn't want to inconvenience me by telling me that I needed to change my oil. Or, you know, and the, your concerns are super important to this process and we've <coughs> kind of, we've, we've baked it into this process yeah, and we and, want them. And I think there's a difference. And I guess along with that saying, yes, please share your concerns. Um, I would say, but you know what? Do so with the spirit of, I want us to grow together, Mm -hmm. not with the spirit of, I'm out trying to change your mind or poison the well. Mm -hmm. And I think there's two ways to approach concerns. I got an email from somebody, um, and it is the best way to express a concern that I can even, that I could have scripted. It's like, hey, I've got some concerns, but I'm going to read through this packet and pray through this packet and we'll meet later so we can share and talk about concerns Mm -hmm. Uh, but first i want to i want to seek god in this i'm like well that is that is the right way to share concerns as Mm -hmm. opposed to you know what i need to tell you why you're wrong and i need to change your mind and i need to fix this right Um, it's just a hey let me express what is on my heart and i I, that's that's just that's what i would want Mm -hmm. yeah my, my last thing that I would say as people approach this is the first thing we always kind of go to is um, what am I going to lose mm, Yeah. versus allowing God to, okay, well, that's where we start. That's fine. Think through that stuff. That's, that's where the concerns might yep. come from. That's where the questions are going to come from. Process there, but also be willing to let God take us to the place of not only are what we're going to lose, but start looking at it from what can we gain. Mm-hmm. And, and so as an example from that, I think people can relate to my grade, my class was the very first class that ever joined with Shellsburg. Mm. I was the first ones that had to go to Shellsburg, <laughs> right? We got stuck on the bus to go to Shellsburg. And I remember there was just this big, like, oh my, you know, there's just a lot of reaction to that. And I remember even then I was like, this is going to, this is going to be horrible. I don't want to go to Shellsburg. You know, that's the town we just drive through on the way to Cedar Rapids. David <laughs> you know, and the terrible, horrible, no um, good, very bad it, school it, it was, it was. And, um, but here's the thing. I could have spent my entire life focusing on but but looking back on it now, one of my best friends in life came from Shellsburg, mm-hmm. right? So so sometimes we can get so trapped into what's going to be asked of me or what's going to be taken from me or what changes. And again, you have to process that, but also look beyond it to say, wow, what potentially can I gain through this? That's a great And, and great so example. just something I, I would encourage everybody to do. Yeah, start where you're at. That's the starting point. But let God process you through all of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I, I read a book earlier this year, um, and basically the author just said that we, we tend to look at things in our lives like we do God. Like we, when things are changing, we're like, no, I want you to just stay the same and mm-hmm. be unchanging. And that's just not realistic. You know, God is the only thing that, that never changes. Mm-hmm. And, and so we just need to stop looking to those things that really are idols. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, you know, the other, the other thing about all of this, too, is I, I, what I, my desire is, yes, ask questions, share concerns, but ultimately, I say this with seriousness. You, you were joking about it earlier, right? <laughs> yeah. But ultimately, check your heart. Mm-hmm. And I've had to do this in this process, so I don't say that flippantly as a guy who just assumes his heart is pure. I've had to check <laughs> my heart. Way back when, when David and I first sat in his, um, in, in his uh, porch and had this conversation in May of 2017 is the first time we had this yep. real legitimate Seriously, conversation yeah. about this. 
um, and, and what God might do, you know, it, at that moment, as I walked away from that after an hour or so of discussion, I was like, okay, Matt, check your heart. Like, mm. are, do you just, are, you, are you just wanting to be um, a pastor of a church that was able to do this successfully? You want that feather in your cap? Mm. Do you just want the church to be larger? Do you want to do you want to just be able to boast about that? Like, what is what is really there? Is it really about the kingdom, yeah. or is it really about me? And I've had to check my heart along all this way. And then there were moments where I did. I mean, because I'm human and I've got this. I joked about it earlier, but it's like, man, what if they like him more than me? Mm-hmm. Like, I I would enjoy sitting guy. under. I would enjoy sitting under Pastor David's teaching. I've been to his church. I've listened to him preach. I enjoy being under it. I love it when he leads in worship. I mean, those are things that I relate and, and they and and they help me in my spiritual growth. And I'm like, well, man, what? Maybe we should not do this because if they like him better, then, then what's going to happen? <laughs> and, and I'm younger and more vibrant. <laughs> true. Well, but you just hit your true 40s, man. Story. It's all downhill from there. <laughs> um, well, and I, I've had to process through all that too, checking my heart. I've also had to check my heart with the moments of, I don't want to say it was panic, yeah. but it was, what are we thinking? <laughs> yeah. You know, like those, like those we're moments. we're going to ruin two churches. Yeah. It's like, who do we think we are to, mm-hmm. to even try something like this? So, so there's been a lot of heart check with yeah. this of, yeah, so it's. And I, and I think we need people to do that from outside. So when people are coming up with their concerns, the things mm-hmm. that are driving them, you know, I hope not losing sleep, but the things that are pushing them in prayer and all of those, I think it'd be fair for people to ask themselves, what kind of concern is this? Mm. Is this a kingdom concern? Is this, uh, is this an identity concern? Is mm. this a financial concern? Or is this a personal preference concern? Yeah. And I think if it's a personal preference concern, then yes, express your concern, but know what you're expressing yeah, and, and treat it that way um, mm-hmm. so that hopefully you can find some affirmation and you can, you can get that, pray about that. Like, I'm not saying those don't matter, but mm-hmm. I know that nobody is going to stand up and knowingly say, hey, my preference should drive this process. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't mm-hmm. said that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been careful not to say that. And we'd encourage other people, check your heart a little bit. Make sure the concerns you have that, are, that, that, that you're championing, if you get to that point, are concerns that are um, about the kingdom. Yeah. Because that's what matters most. Mm-hmm. And, and I'd say uh, for people who, um, I mean, we published, uh, that sounds really official, but uh, we put out a, a, a document with 20-some frequently asked questions. And so, you know, if you were here this Sunday and, and you, or you were at Revolution la- this last Sunday and you just, you missed it um, and you didn't grab a packet, um, we have those. Um, come grab one. Um, if, if you weren't at church and you want one, come grab one. There are a lot of questions in there. I mean, that thing is like, a hundred thousand pages long. It's not or it, eight, yeah, eight. Yeah, it's 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 for some people. That Hang on, I'm going to pause you for a second. Yeah. Hey, if you're gonna, if we're all going to be on staff together at some point mm-hmm. in the future, you should know that Vince exaggerates. Well, well I kind of noticed that. Okay, all right, just a little. There you go. But uh, take some time. Single space too. Single spaced. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's single spaced. Um, but mm-hmm. just take some time to to read through that. That is a resource that we we want you to have. We're not hiding from those questions that a lot of you are, are having immediately after hearing this. Um, and so that, you had mentioned it, uh, Matt, 
earlier that somebody's saying, hey, I'm praying through this, I'm reading this, and, and I'm pursuing God in this. So if, if, you're, if, you're, if you grab that and you kind of check to the side, I, do not neglect that um, because that answers a lot of questions, and that doesn't mean that, uh, you're concer- that there isn't more to be said about those questions or more to be mm-hmm. said about those concerns, um, but it's a great launching point so that when we do come together, and have these these meetings and, and discussions about this. Um, we're all coming from a, a a similar launching point that we we all understand um, mm-hmm. that some questions ha- have been answered and that there has been a lot of work put into this uh, mm-hmm. before it was even even mentioned. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, I mean, we could talk about this all day, um, but people won't listen all day. So, uh, any final thoughts? I just encourage people to pray and make sure they get to those vision meetings. Mm-hmm. And, and this is about the kingdom. This is not about blessed hope. This is not about revolution. This is about God's kingdom and people being saved. Yep. And, and that's, yep. I mean, all oh, dang it, that's worth it. Yep. There you go. Um, yep. So and just be patient. Yeah, you might have questions that we we'll, we want to get to them, but it might not come in the timing. That just be patient. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because again, as Matt said, we're not rushing through right. this. So just be patient with us as you pray, and we seek God together. Mm-hmm. So I want to thank you guys for, for joining me. Uh, it's the first time we've had four people at once. We're legit now. Yeah. We're like a real podcast. Um, anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if, you, if, if this uh, encouraged you, if this helped answer some questions, if this uh, it helped you process through some of this, I would just say go ahead and, and share this. Uh, put this out there for, for other people that are processing who are kind of like, yeah, I, I get it, but, but why, why should I be excited? We are excited. Um, and so if this was helpful to you, share this on Facebook. Uh, you know, give it to, to email the link to people. Just, just spread this out um, because this is important big stuff, and, and we would love to, to encourage you and to be praying with you through this. So thank you guys. Have a great week. Thank you.